After the Affair podcast with me, Luke Shillings, is here to help you process, decide, and move forward on purpose following infidelity. Together, we'll explore what's required to rebuild trust not only in yourself, but also with others. Whether you stay or leave, I can help. And no matter what your story, there will be something here for you. Let's go. Episode 10. I cannot believe it's episode 10 already. Amazing. So welcome to the After the Affair podcast with myself, Luke Shillings, episode number 10. As we progress through this podcast journey together, I'd like to start bringing guests on to share their expertise or sometimes simply share their story. Something that I think will be really useful to anybody going through infidelity. Today is the first part of that journey where I have a conversation with people who are living it, people who are experiencing it just like myself and like many of those listening. So in this first of the interview episodes, I'm speaking with Mike, who has courageously come onto the show to share his story. Mike, like many of those listening, has not had a clear path through infidelity. Often there are forks in the road and you must follow a different path. Sometimes you think you have things under control and you know where you are heading and then something unexpected happens which completely changes your journey. Mike's story is a tale of two halves, so without further ado, let's jump in. Okay, well, thank you for being here, Mike. It's uh, great to have you on the podcast and I'm sure that our listeners will have and be able to learn plenty from our conversation today. So let's yes. start. Let's start by uh, you know learning a little bit about you and why we're here. Sure. Yeah. Um, kind of in the club that no one wants to be in, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So seventeen uh, years ago, uh, my wife had an affair with uh, her coworker at the time, and um, this is in kind of like a corporate environment. Um, and the thing of it was also that I actually worked there as well. So I wasn't in the same department uh, with them, but I was, I was close by. So all of this kind of happened, you know, uh, at, at, you know, work. So, I mean, just to, I guess, run through the, the whole kind of story. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I, I married my wife in 2003. I think we've been together for uh, about four years prior to that. Um, yeah, I think we were, we were both in our, I met her pretty young, like in college. I was in my early 20s. She's she's great. I mean, like, you know, fantastic uh, person, fantastic memories of those early years. And, um, you know, we, we kind of uh, got married. Well, we did get married in 2005. Um, and, you know, kind of embarked on our, our, you know, life together and basically kind of, you know, this is right after she graduated from college, I was already working at this company. This was kind of a rough stage of her life, uh, because she didn't really immediately get a job right after college that really kind of affected her self-esteem, I think. Um, and also she, uh, as we said, she has, a like hereditary depression, like just on her side of the family. So it, okay. it was kind of uh, a rough phase of our, you know, relationship in that 
she just found it incredibly difficult to get a job. She had a master's degree in finance, but basically yet no companies wanted to hire her um, because she had no previous experience, right? So that kind of gave her kind of a dent to her self-esteem. And there's really, I, I kind of have, you know, my, my hands were tied because I mean, like, I can't just give her a job, but, you know, we, I think we moved, uh, you know, to an area that we felt would be better, you know, for her to find a job, but we were still having no luck. And it was uh, several months of that. She, she had, you know, uh, been very, very depressed, like I feeling isolated, um, basically at home all day, you know, while I'm going to work. And fortunately, our company had this uh, employee referral program, and I was able to kind of refer her, and, and uh, they kind of give you know uh, you a leg up if, if you're referred. And um, she actually ended up uh, landing the job. And at that point, I was like really, really hopeful that she, you know, this would kind of bring her out of her depression. Um, so, and it was, it was nice that, you know, we're at the same company, so we could kind of drive together and go home together and, you know, all that stuff. So yeah, she started, uh, working at this company. Um, and, you know, I think the same day she was hired, they hired her coworker, which is the future affair partner. And, uh, this, this, this guy sat like right next to her. Right. So they were, Pretty much going to be working very closely together, you know, uh, just through the, uh, you know, their same department, just like what they're doing was the same. So, you know, I think I, I was introduced to him. She actually had told me in the early days that she found him annoying. Um, and, uh, you know, it literally didn't register whatsoever that it would even be possible for her to have an affair. I mean, literally, this thought like never entered my mind. Like, you know, so, yeah. I think you know, when, when you haven't been affected by this, it's like, oh, that won't happen to me, right? It's just, it's never going to happen to me. No, no, it's, it just doesn't even cross your mind. So my my defenses were not up like whatsoever. And so the other thing that was going on at the time was I had this outside hobby. So I used to race motorcycles, uh, not, not professionally, but at, at uh, kind of an amateur level. Um, but it's, it, uh, it was really something that I enjoyed doing. Um, I was never really good at any kind of team sports or anything. And this seemed to be something that, um, I was, you know, fairly decent at, and, um, I kind of just been really enjoying that and getting some recognition for that. And I was on like a team and I would you know, get free parts and stuff. So it was just a fun thing that, um, ended up, you know, becoming, more and more, you know, gradually. So I, I was spending some time, you know, let's uh, like, you know, going off on the weekends here and there uh, to do this racing. Um, and I think how this kind of all started was uh, so the the coworker, the, the guy and my wife, they, they both just, um, and my, my wife was like naturally just a friendly, outgoing, trusting, empathetic person. Right. So yeah. she's, she's, she's not like the kind of person that is like this, cold like you know shuts you down like this all we talk about business type right so at the time probably should have mentioned this before um we were each other's first relationship oh, okay so that that's kind of a major major factor in kind of 
you know, her not even realizing, you know, this even the concept of boundaries, right? And I don't, I don't really think she was thinking herself like, let me get into this, you know, emotional attachment to this guy, right? It just kind of both of them just throughout the course of their work would just, you know, be kind of flirty. Um, I think it was mostly initiated by the guy. Um, you know, they would kind of gossip about their boss together, you know, kind of mutual shared thing that they had. And I think just eventually it just started getting, you know, oh, what are you doing this weekend? Right. And she'd be like, oh, my husband is going off racing, you know. And I think he, you know, this guy had a big history with women. I think um, he, he, you know, dated a lot. Um, he had a girlfriend at the time, um, but just kind of went through a lot of casual relationships. And he, he kind of just, um, just sort of, you know, fell for my wife, I guess, or, or just kind of decided to himself, you know, I kind of like this, you know, like, I don't, I don't care if she's married, right? So he, he kind of just started probing and um, they were, you know, I think it just got to the point where um, he would say like, oh, I, yeah, I can't believe your husband would leave you alone, you know, this weekend, you know, let's, let's maybe hang out or something, right? And it just, it was this, it started out as this sort of, you know, friendship, quote unquote, and just kind of gradually, you know, uh, over, you know, the course of the next two or three months, just became a little bit more and more inappropriate, right? It's so like, if I had known about some of this, I probably would have felt very uncomfortable. But none of this was really communicated to me whatsoever. So it just kind of continued on. And at this at one point, they uh, were assigned on a business trip together. So they both uh, were they flew out to um, you know meet meet uh, some people and, and talk about you know business um, and that's kind of where the affair kind of reached the next level. It it kind of became physical, not not like all the way there, but um, that's kind of where she was like, oh, you know, this is this is kind of um, you know. I shouldn't have done that. Right. And, and, you know, this is a, you know, I, I, I'm ba I basically, you know, am being unfaithful at that point. Um, so this and, is like a, this is a place where there was a recognition that a boundary had been crossed. Oh yeah. Up yeah. Until that, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I think sure. it's, it's, it's interesting that you'd, you'd mentioned that, you know, you never imagined even having thoughts that yeah. there was a possibility that your partner could be unfaithful. And yeah, yeah. I think it's also quite likely, and it's certainly what I see uh, amongst people I talk to and some of my other clients, is that actually the unfaithful partners also never imagined that happening either. Right. Like it wasn't a thought that ever entered their mind. And, right. and right. just like you described in your situation there, which, you know, thanks ever so much for, for sharing that, that it's just something that sort of builds and builds slowly over time and it's not a case of going from here to there overnight. It's a much more gradual process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I liken it to the the toad in the pot of water that just gradually gets hotter and hotter, and before you know it, it's you know it's boiling. So exactly, yeah, perfect. So after you know this boundary had been crossed, you obviously already mentioned that this was what seventeen years ago. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah, mm -hmm. and you are still with your wife now. Yes. Mm -hmm. So what, why did you choose to stay once you'd sort of discovered what was going on? Yeah. 
it had gone on for several months after that business trip, you know, it had escalated to a full-blown physical affair. And then uh, I, I had obviously no idea she was acting distant and I was like trying to figure out why she confessed. Right. So initially my reaction was, I think it was just fear of being abandoned and just also just not accepting what was happening to me. I thought, you know, something may be going on. Something wasn't right. She had moved out to quote unquote, you know, find herself or some, some other similar reason that I just didn't understand, you know, and I, I confronted, I'd be like, are you having an affair? Are you having, no, you're, you know, kind of like gaslighting me, right? Like uh, you're crazy. But um, yeah, I think it was initially just fear uh, of being abandoned, uh, not, not really willing to accept what was going on. But then also I wanted, I think to prove her and her, you know, affair partner wrong because it was so weird. Um, she literally thought that I wouldn't care. Like she thought that I would maybe be mad for a few weeks and then get over it and be like her friend. Like it was, it was, it was like this Stockholm syndrome thing. So I think that's the other reason was like, no, you are incorrect. And, you know, I'm willing to kind of, you know, work towards reconciling, you know, but you need to cut it, you know, you, you need to basically go, no contact. I mean, that's really not entirely possible with the situation, but I, I was like, you need to quit. You know, he needs to quit. Something needs to change. Um, but it was just so like maddening um, that she had just so like misread me. And I just wanted to prove her wrong. And, and I, I, you know, it's just, you know, I love her. So I, I really knew her not to be the type of person that this was like, uh, uh, like a serial cheater kind of thing. Like she's, she's never like a partier. Um, it, it just felt like something that was very situational and like, you know, you made a mistake and, you know, I mean, as, as grave as that mistake was, um, I, I, I didn't feel like it was something that I was willing to walk out for, you know, and, and just leave her. And I, I was, I was so emotionally invested in her, that it was like, you know, I, I feel like I, I can, you know, I can get over this and I think we can get over this. So that was, yeah. So once you'd had discovered obviously what was going on and you made this choice to stay, like you say, and it came from a place of fear, um, I think you, you said, and to an extent almost to try and sort of prove to your wife and the affair partner that... Um, you weren't just going to stand for this and this wasn't yeah. just a case of you bowing down and walking away from the situation. Right, yeah. Once you did that, I mean, how did, did many other people know about this and and what were their opinions and, and how did you deal with the opinions of the other people? Yeah, so um, I, I went to my mom first. Uh, my mom and I are pretty close. Uh, my dad, actually, he passed away, fortunately, but uh, my mom remarried. And so I went to her and um, her husband uh, first. Um, and, you know, obviously my mom was very like sympathetic uh, to, to what was going on, extremely angry at my wife for that betrayal and, you know, putting her son through this, right? Um, and she, she wanted me to leave. Um, but, you know, my mom's also just a very supportive person of what I want to do. 
So she was like, you know, I'll, I'll kind of be, I have your back, you know, whatever way you want to go with this. But honestly, like this just like is, is too much, you know, I feel like, you know, you, you need to kind of save your dignity or, you know, the, you know, she needs to have consequences. Right. And I totally get that. And, and also her husband was kind of like, you know, you need to, you know, find someone uh, better. And, and, you know, he, he, you know, people just kind of like the, like your support system, they, they don't want to see you get hurt. Right. So their natural instinct, I think is always going to be to, you know, try to prevent that from happening again. And, and the most obvious way that they can see is just to get rid of the source. Right. And I, I, I told her like, you know, that didn't really feel right to me. If, you know, my wife was uh, open to reconciliation also kind of let her family know exactly what was going on, you know, because I, I, I kind of saw them as a support system to try to talk her kind of in talk some sense into her. And, and they, they, they really liked me uh, and they did not like, you know, I don't think they had met the fair partner ever, but just from what had been uh, described, I mean, you, you know, nobody liked him. So they were her her family was supportive of us reconciling versus my family was kind of not so much but yet they were going to be like supportive my friends um i think they kind of you know were like yeah you should you should kind of you know kick her to the curb or whatever same thing is you know they just want to protect me um but you know it, it just didn't feel right to me so um it, it was kind of just at the end of the day um not something I was going to let other people decide for me. So yeah, that was, was pretty much I see. how yeah. they react. And I, 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 again, I think that's something that gets seen quite often in, in many situations. It's something that even I can relate to quite closely. You know, my, my family and friends um, definitely were all about wanting to protect me from further harm, from future harm. And of course, the, the simplest way to do that is just to remove the problem you know, rather mm-hmm. than face mm-hmm. it or try and fix it or try and resolve the situation. Um, and yeah. also not dissimilar from the, um, you know, my wife's side. Um, I had a good relationship with, with her family. And of course they, I think they would have pref- you know, preferred the relationship to have been, you know, successful going forward. Um, mm-hmm. And I yeah. can imagine that a lot of people listening can relate to that as well. Mm-hmm. So once you'd made that decision and you'd sort of started to move on you'd been talking about it with you know your your mother you were saying and obviously some other people were you know becoming more and more aware of it and as time went by did you feel that you had healed from what had happened yeah i did um you know there was kind of after you know the discovery and the admission um you know we went through i went through we went through a very the, probably the toughest, you know, two or three months of my life where she was kind of ambiguous about who she wanted to go with. I guess that, that was like pure torture emotionally. Right. And just to have everything kind of, you know, right in front of my face was an additional factor. But um, the thing that needed to happen was, you know, her to be removed from this guy because she was still sitting right there and, so, you know, after, and I, we'll get this, you know, a little later, but he, he was basically fired. And after that happened, um, that's when the healing actually started. You know, it, it, it kind of, 
my initial feeling was just thank God that, you know, A, this guy's gone and B, my wife seems to like have made us like a definite decision, right? He had kind of moved on to his next serious girlfriend. And so he, he kind of like, I was like, good, you know, forget about my wife, right? And and uh, so she kind of accepted that it had ended and that's when healing actually started. Um, and to be honest, just my overwhelming emotion was just kind of like to be grateful that I, I had this opportunity to reconcile. And it wasn't this like, let me go run off with this guy, right? And she, she was like, I choose you. I, I'm an idiot. You know, I want to do whatever it takes to you know make this up to you. And I was like, I was just grateful. So I don't know if I was really even thinking about my own healing. Um, definitely was, you know, went through some periods of, you know, anger um, and a lot of shame and stuff. Yeah, it, it was, um, it, it got started after, you know, he had left and, you know, I think there was some hypervigilance definitely for, for the next year to two. I mean, I, you know, I've, I've answered the phone a few times and you know, it'd be like a male, you know, person from like, who is this? Right. I was like, kind of for a while there it was, it was probably not, not that great, but it, you know, I mean, that's kind of to be expected. Um, so yeah. Were there any particular things that you did actively to try and heal through that process once you decided to try and make it a go together? Yeah, I mean, the the, the obvious thing, like I, I think everybody sort of does is, you know, let's do couples therapy. So, you know, for, for you know, at least two, three, four months there, we we were, you know, going to couples therapy, working through it just rebuilding kind of the relationship, rebuilding the marriage. So it was, it was, uh, I had had a pretty serious motorcycle crash, uh, in the weeks prior to finding out. Um, so I, I was, I kind of had to, you know, rethink my priorities. So just, that was another thing, just focusing on the marriage and strengthening the relationship and addressing, you know, the, identifying the causes and then trying to address those causes. So, you know, I think a lot of people may relate to like the, their, their spouse kind of blaming them for some aspect of their personality or, or whatever, or what they were doing, you know, um, and we needed to really kind of figure that out. What, what, what actually were the factors in this and then address those. So um, we definitely worked on that. And the next year or two actually was a, it's kind of like a renaissance of our marriage because just so many things improved after that. That sounds really good. And you're absolutely right. It's one of those things where one of the first things that you can really do to try and move through these kind of situations is to separate the facts from the the things that your brain is telling you is happening really sort of, because you can only control a limited number of things. And there are many things that happen to us in life that unfortunately we just don't get to control. And so aimlessly trying to manipulate them, change them, hope or wish that they will improve in some way, you know, is a pretty fruitless exercise. So being able to separate those things out to help you move forward is a very positive step for definite. Okay, so what about more recently? Because obviously a number of years have passed now. Um, where, where are you at the moment? Yeah. This this really wasn't anything that crossed my mind too much, honestly, for uh, about 15 years. So, you know, I mean, the, the first year or two, I mean, it was definitely 
more kind of on my mind and 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 uh, but but I was able to get the feeling that I could trust her again um after you know about a year or so uh, and and really it didn't didn't really factor too much um but you know over the years our kind of marriage has waxed and waned in terms of you know our intimacy levels and our our you know being connected and recently you know maybe about a year ago um and this has probably been going on for a while but i just started to sort of really notice like this sort of just i feel like a lack of spark right just like a yeah there there wasn't that like passion that i was you know hoping for you know and i just wanted that you know i kind of just felt like we could have a better relationship um so what changed what changed for you it was just a general feeling like my wife wasn't really being very affectionate. Um, she, you know, she was working a lot more. She's got her own business that she's really working hard at. Um, I just, you know, I just got this feeling like we're, we're not, you know, um, we're missing something. I don't know what it was. It was just kind of this, I don't know, mid- midlife or something. Um, but um, I, I ended up, um, you know, I, I, I saw this, this mini series on HBO. Uh, it's called Scenes from a Marriage. I don't know why I watched this, but um, I watched it in private because I I felt awkward watching it with her. You know, anything related to affairs, I just feel kind of awkward, like, you know, turn it off, right? But in private, I kind of just, I, I, there's something, of, you know, about this, that, you know, infidelity stuff that maybe it's like an insecurity thing where I, I want to, you know, watch it right um so I, I watched this thing um and it was really kind of triggering you know it was about a guy that gets cheated on by his wife and that really kind of um made me feel insecure and i think want to sort of take steps to improve you know our marriage and i told my wife i'm like you know i i feel like you know you know watch this mini series and I'm feeling kind of insecure um, and I, I also feel like, you know, our marriage is sort of, you know, um, not like where it could be. And I know you would, you've always kind of expressed this desire that I'm more, you know, I guess for lack of a better word, touchy feely, because uh, I'm definitely not that type of person, but she, she likes that. Um, but I, I kind of, I was like, you know, I can change. Right. But it just kind of feels weird to just change all of a sudden without like notifying the person. Cause then they're like, what's going on. Right? So we had this conversation. I was like, can we be more like, I'm going to try to be more, you know, I guess touchy feely. Is that okay? And, and she, you know, I don't want you to think it's weird. And she's like, God, man, I, I love that. Right. So uh, we, 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 we started doing more of that. Um, and, and one of the other factors was I told her, I was like, I think there, you know, one of the reasons why maybe I have this block is because I'm, there's some latent resentment about your affair. And maybe if we talk about it, you know, we can kind of close that more for me or like have more closure because we're looking at it from a long distance and, and it'll be different this time. We're not as charged emotionally and so on and so forth. So I had, and this is also from, you know, this insecurity it was almost like I went right back to right after her affair. And it was like, I had created this long list of questions to ask her about it. 
And um, that was just, we did that. And I don't think that was helpful. Um, did it shock looking her? Back, it, she, I told her I wanted to ask these and, you know, it was like, I want to do this because I think it will actually improve our relationship. So she, she was like open to it. I think she was a little wary, probably, you know, obviously uncomfortable, but um, yeah, that, that kind of led to to the next thing and, and things just kind of snowballed kind of from there. So what is it that you're sort of, you're struggling with most? I mean, you mentioned that you've almost like you've been stockpiling these questions for the last, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The last 17 years, certainly 15 of the 17 years. And do you think that's something that's been gradually going on all the time? Or is that something that you just shut the door to 15 years ago, mm-hmm. pretended it wasn't there? Mm-hmm. You know, and then yeah. this 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 show that you saw has, right. has almost been the key that's unlocked that door. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wasn't thinking of any questions during those 15 years. Um, th- there has been, you know, a slight, you know, sort of the background thought you know to it over that time but nothing really to cause it to be you know brought to the surface so yeah this kind of um you know desire to ask for these questions and i i hadn't been thinking of these questions right Uh, like it it just but at at this point i was like you know i I kind of i kind of want to just double check that I know all the details correctly. Yeah. Um, and, and there's this fear that maybe I didn't know everything. Had, so had anything that, else, yeah. had anything else changed around the similar time? Was there anything different in your sort of work or your, with your children or, or any other lifestyle thing with your business and any, anything else that sort of, or was it, was it really just, do you think this trigger from the show that kind of set yeah. the ball rolling? I think it I think it was really just this this show that triggered it and this kind of you know mistakenly mistaken thought that like talking about it more would like make our relationship better. And I'm not saying that's that that's not the case with some people, but I think for me it wasn't really the greatest idea. Uh, it just brought up a, a bunch of painful memories. Um but yeah, I don't, I don't really know what, yeah, I think it really was the show. Yeah. So how has it affected other things in your life? Has it affected your, your family beyond oh. yourself and your wife with your kids or anything like that? Yeah. So we did have our first um, kid, uh, child, like a couple of years after the affair and we now have three. So they're kind of in uh, sort of elementary middle school. They definitely have picked up on something going on. Um, and actually my wife did tell our older daughters in kind of like a okay. surface way. They kind of know what's happening because they're like, you know, what's, you guys are fighting and, you know, uh, acting strangely and what's going on. Right. Um, so definitely it's affected the kids in, in kind of that sense. And they're, you know, obviously worried, um, that you know mom and dad you know are having this issue and what does that mean um also it's really affected my work um because it's hard for me to concentrate um with you know it's kind of this whole thing sort of triggered 
you know, intrusive thoughts, um, compulsions to go on online forums, you know, post things, ask questions, how are people, you know, getting over this kind of thing. And meanwhile, it's just like, I'm not working. Right. And I, I, my situation is I, I work from home. I'm my own boss. Um, it is important that I do my job, but it's like, I do have, um, it's like this sort of flexibility if I want to focus on the wrong thing. Okay, so it's definitely, yeah, it's, it's affected that for sure. Um, and then just like my overall stress and anxiety levels. So uh, that, that kind of went way up. And so, have you been, yeah. have you been doing anything differently to try and help cope with that or anything to sort of try and get through that this time around? Yeah. You know, I've been, um, I mentioned the online forums and those are kind of like a double-edged sword. Um, you, I think if your goal is reconciliation, you definitely don't want to go on kind of like the general purpose infidelity forums or just the general purpose relationship forum because there's a lot of emotion there oh yeah and they're that most of them are not supportive of of reconciliation so i definitely did go i figured that out in the early days i was like i'm not posting here again right um and i I sought out supportive forums of people that whose goal was to reconcile so that was key because you you know, when you go off to these other points, you just get shamed. And it's like, you just feel like a piece of crap after you're like, oh, you made the wrong decision. Like, you know, the, you know, the, you know, alpha man, alpha man wouldn't have done, you know, so on and so forth. Um, just doesn't make you feel good. I mean, that was a real setback, I think, in the early uh, months. Yeah. It's just like you, you come away with all these things and you bring it home and then it's like turns into anger at, at, you know, at my spouse. So, um, but, but then later I did figure out the, the better forums. Um, and, you know, even those kind of here and there, I don't think were beneficial because they would lead me to think about certain questions and then I would kind of sit with those, but it was helpful. Um, so I'd say the forums, but but sort of the reconciliation-based ones. And then um, I sought out, uh, you know, a couple like different therapists because um, I just kind of wanted to, you know, see if I could find a therapist that really kind of clicked for me. And, and I just, I, I, so I, I kind of just lined up, you know, two or three therapy. You know, I didn't go back to the first one. Um, I ended up staying with the second two alternating. Um, maybe, yeah. So it, that, you know, you got to kind of try on some different therapists, you know, and see how those sort of work. And I think one of them really helped me out uh, more so than any of the other ones. So, um, yeah, that's another thing. So you mentioned that um, your approach this time, you know, with, with hindsight was maybe not the best it didn't get get you the best results in terms of of how to move forward with with that in mind now is there something that you would have done differently or or what does the future look like from this point onwards for mike yeah i don't i don't know i I definitely don't think i should have just gone asking her a bunch of questions again um because it doesn't you know, at the end of the day, I mean, our life is good right now. Um, she's not the same person that she was 17 years ago. Um, there's really no, I mean, even if, you know, I figured out some little fat disturbing new thing, right. 
oh, you lied about that. I mean, it just doesn't really affect the current day. And it doesn't, it's, you know, like, what am I going to be like, oh, you lied about this. So I'm going to blow up our whole marriage 17 years later with three kids. It just doesn't make sense. And, and I don't, you know, I, I was mistaken in thinking that just, you know, just going, um, out with all these questions would help anything. It just made it worse. It just it just brought up memories and feelings that sort of just snowballed. So I don't I don't think I would have. I actually just wouldn't have brought it up. I would have tried to self soothe, which is kind of where I am now, because it really just led to this just kind of sort of weird addiction with consuming this infidelity related content every single place I could find it. And, um, and it's just, uh, it's hard for that not to come out and, and sort of disrupt your relationship, right? You, it's like easy you, to draw uh, parallels. Right. So I don't think I would have done that um, to begin with, uh, because it just fueled a, just a whole lot of, uh, you know, what if thinking and, and you know, just... Uh, did, uh, did, do I really know the whole story, you know? And uh, yeah, that was probably, it was not a, if I had to do it again, I would have, yeah, not, not sort That's of. That approach. Yeah. I think as well, when you, when you have these thoughts, um, you know, running through your mind and they, they start to become embedded in that way, and then you just seek evidence to try and support them. And you can trick yourself into thinking you're wanting the answers, but all you're actually doing is trying to reinforce them in some way. And of course it just doesn't resolve itself and, mm -hmm. and it can be a really, mm -hmm. really, really challenging mm -hmm. to overcome. Yeah. Yeah. And people put stuff in your mind that you haven't thought about before in these forums. Like, Very true. you know, I'll, I'll, I'll post something and they're like, Oh, well you're plan B. Right. And then I got, I, I went off on this whole tangent with her about like, you know, I feel like I'm plan B for, for like weeks. That was the issue. Right. And it was like a new issue every single time. It was always fueled by someone's comment that it was like, Oh, I see, you know, and it was just like, no, I'm actually not plan B. Like she married me to begin with. And, and, uh, th th this guy was probably plan B way more, more than I am, but it's like, you, you just kind of convince yourself of these things. And it's just so it can be so damaging. Yeah, absolutely. So what's what's next for you, Mike? What's what's the what's the future look like for yeah um, journey? The future I think looks pretty bright. Um, I really feel like the past month or two um, has really you know shown signs of of coming out of this. Um, it was almost just like a another sort of. It's almost just like being right back after the affair. It just takes it, you know, I think maybe a year or so um, is very, very common, at least to get over the worst parts of this. And I think just uh, we're kind of seeing this here where I'm sort of coming out of it. You know, I'm learning to self-soothe. Uh, I'm kind of, I've learned several ways to reframe things, uh, think about things in a different way, look for the positives. So um, I'm really kind of, you know, I'm seeing this kind of, again, fading into the background, but hopefully this time with more closure. The, I definitely felt like, you know, the first time around, I, I sort of maybe stuffed some things away, right? Uh, my, my goal was just, you know, get her back at all costs, right? Yeah. That, you know, that, that, that did work, but 
you know, some things just were not put away, I don't think properly. So, I mean, in that sense, this, this could be, I think, you know, our relationship could actually be better than ever at this point, because mm-hmm. I've, I've stuck with, you know, our, our, our intimacy is vastly improved versus a year ago, just our emotional connectedness, you know, her feeling, you know, like I'm attracted to her more. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very hopeful for the future. Um, and I think we have, you know, something that's, that's can, you know, last for, for, uh, many years to come. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you ever so much for sharing your story, Mike. I'm sure it'll be very useful to many of those people listening. Um, and, uh, yeah, I wish all the best for you as well. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks Luke. Good to talk. I have absolutely no doubt that what we've listened to today will have resonated with many of you. Something I see all too often are situations whereby people go through something like infidelity and they choose to stay, which is an amazing thing to do. It's an amazing thing to have that belief and that hope and that trust in their partner that they can still rebuild their relationship after they've been betrayed. Of course, there's a risk that when diving into something like that, through the fear of loss, through uncertainty, through a belief that it's just the easiest option, or perhaps through lack of understanding that facing your fears and working through all of these things might create something you just never expected. And instead, we tend to just push this stuff away. We don't deal with it and just move on as if, you know, like, like it's just been forgotten about. Then in the situation like Mike's, 15 years later, it resurfaced in a completely unexpected way. Mike's options now are pretty much the same as they were first time around, but life is what you make of it, and choosing to step outside of his comfort zone with intimacy, to be more open to having conversations like this, will really serve him well, I have absolutely no doubt. If you'd like to share your story on a future episode, then send me a message. Contact details are in the show notes as per usual. That's all for today. Speak to you next week. Take care.